Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a sincere laugh. I thought John's story was great. I liked it and I wanted to laugh at it. That's what we did. Al, can I ask uh, you a question about Bergman? Yes. I'm afraid. Does he not have anything to do today? Why are you in here all day? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like sitting in here for a minute. Is that a problem? I mean, I can no, go. No, it's not a problem. <laughs> I just, like, I, I, I like it. You, you want just, a show to do? You've been in here basically the entire show. No, I wasn't here the entire first hour. I missed Factor Cap. Yeah. You know, I went around. Pop in here and there in the first half. So it feels like a lot. I'm going to give you a real real answer. feels like a lot. Listen to you. (laughs) I'm going to give you a real answer. Uh, When John Ireland is the lead, Uh he does so much prep ahead of time, and he doesn't want to hear... From me ahead of time. You're the one. Wants it all to be fresh. <laughs> well, no, yeah, no. He wants it all to be totally fresh. Yep. He does not want to talk about the show before the show. He'll admit it to you if you mm-hmm. want. He will does not want to talk about it. So on days where he's the lead, my prep work outside of just doing my own specific prep. A lot different than if Mason lessons. is doing his thing. So why aren't Absolutely. You at Twelve. <laughs> So I'm coming to twelve. It is okay, 12. if you guys are it's trying to kick him saying, out, like, I am against work. everybody here. <laughs> oh, I know you're a different person when he comes in here. You get yeah, super animated and fired up. It's, it's like great. a guest it's walking a into the I'm house. I'm helping you, Travis. Guest <laughs> walking into the house. Like I said, I'm not displeased that you're here. <laughs> I just find it odd that you are here as frequently as you are today. Today, like you know, most of the days I have a lot more to do. Today was a day that I had a little bit less to do. Just, I did all my prep work. Just, I did my Bobcat segment. I did everything. The first, I sent stuff to Ireland. I think we're in like, a good place. I don't know if you guys have had this experience where somebody in the house will be very busy doing something and 100%. you have nothing to do and you're just kind of lurking in the area like, so you almost done with that? Or you got like, you want to go grab a bite? Like, I, I got to get this done. Yeah, but, but I don't have pizza? anything to do. I think that's my girl 60% of the time. I'm like, so what are you doing? She's like, I don't know, working? I'm like, okay, well. I'm just hanging out here then. So. <laughs> I'm going to go take Ricky for a walk. Yeah, something like that. You should know. do that. Just take take him around and just take the dog right next to Lady Slee and go, so are we going on this walk or what? Oh, no, Get he's the dog hanging out. for a walk. Bananas? He's hanging out with her. Um, I forgot to tell you this story. So you know how you and I have had this parking situation, right? You go to SoFi and they oh, get right. you for a good little- It's awful. They just get you. See, it's been 154 different games this year. 150? 150. It was 150 for the Raiders. Well, didn't you say, was it, what did, I can't remember if Mason mentioned or not, what did he pay for SC-UCLA? I think he mentioned. Oh, he paid a lot. It was over 200. Yeah. USC-UCLA. Yeah, over 200. To park at, yeah. Back when, when, this was 15 years ago. 200 to park. So, but hold on now. This was 15, it was the Brady Quinn Notre Dame team against the Matt line. How long ago that was, right? right. They were both really good. No, it was a game here in LA. The Bush push was in South Bend. Right, right. But it was was here in LA, and I went to the game with friends. This was, this is probably 2004 or 5, somewhere in there. It was $100 then. That's 20 years ago. Damn. So the big games get the big money. Parking in LA is lunacy. I used to do Qualcomm Stadium Charger games. That was like twenty bucks. I'm like twenty bucks. I know. Getting in here. Well, Dodger Stadium at forty feels like a bargain. Okay, it's insane. So yesterday I had had a meeting here in downtown, 
When's the last time you guys parked? And I don't, I'm not parking in these very often. When's the last time these high rises here in downtown? Not since I've worked here. Have Absolutely you parked not. in any of these high rises? I don't think I have. I parked in the block, and that is expensive. Okay, it's so like fifty bucks everywhere around here. Well, I was there, and I don't know how they're doing their pricing. Now, listen, and got validated, but I still have to put my ticket in to see what the price is, and that in itself is like a game. I'm like, oh gosh, what they get? Somebody who doesn't get validated, whatever. I was there for two hours. Okay. Two hours. So this is on a hourly, they're charging you on an hourly. I think it's like every 10 minutes. Actually, it could be, maybe it's one of those 15 minutes. And I don't know what the cap is, okay? For three hour cap, yeah. For two hours, it's not going to be, I'm not talking like it's 100 and change or whatever it is. Might be. But for two hours, how much do you think it was? Uh, Two hours, let's say it's $80. $80, like 30, 40. Yeah, it's it's forty five dollars for two hours. So in my head, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, wait a minute here, two hours. It's forty five bucks. By the way, they also have options. You go too park, much. Park valet. Like you're going by a valet, and I'm like, I'm not parking my car valet. Just tell me where to park. And of course, like, hey, you don't need to. You don't know where to park. Yeah, bring the car in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. It it's that much to park in one of these. I had no. Idea. What what are we doing in life? Why didn't we get a parking lot in life? <laughs> Why do you think Frank uh, McCourt bought the Dodgers say, the, by owning parking lots? Exactly how we got there. Yeah, he's always, and he's still getting fault. paid he's every time. Still Isn't owns he still the parking it? lot? Like he sold yep. everything off other than the parking lot. He bought the Which team smart. on a scam, basically, yeah. and parking lot money, yep. and then you know gutted the franchise. And his reward was you get to keep the parking. What Why if we all buy what if Dodger? Lots? What if Dodger fans? They strike in parking inside a Dodger Stadium, and they just all park on Sunset. You're going to be <laughs> no. What would happen is all the lots nine walking. miles away. <laughs> all the lots downtown would be getting 300 a game. <laughs> <laughs> right? They would. They'd just be sticking it to you along the way. Ah, uh, 45, two hours. It's, it's it just the, the absolute worst. When I went to the game, the, the game at SoFi. Thankfully, I didn't have to. I didn't have to pay for it because we got it. I got a credential from here. Oh, must but be nice. It, it, it was nice. I'm not going to lie, but. Trying to get in is absolutely insane, and then once you're in, it took me an hour. It took me an hour once I got into the area to to park. Okay, what was kickoff? Like inside the lot. Inside the lot. Like once you actually turn left was into the, car the area, like, the cars were dead? stopped trying to get in there. I was. I you was get there so early. What the time are you there? How, how many hours before the game? Three, three and change. When did you get there? Maybe an hour, an hour and a half before. All right, we did when we did the Uber to get there. That's the way. In our position, that was the right that way was to the do right it. Way to do it. Absolutely. But an hour, hour and a half. That doesn't sound shocking to me. That it took him that long to get in. It well, was but, so I, not slow. to get in. But he's saying once he's in, in it was another hour. In it took not forever. to get in. What were you guys doing? Already. I might exaggerate a little bit on the hour, but it was at least thirty minutes. That's no, a, and that's not a joke. That's and that's cr- it was insane. Well, just you went from an hour and a half. People trying to go. <laughs> to we ask one question, areas. you went to an hour. It's like the college football. We asked one more question. It's <laughs> no, a half hour. No, 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 no. It, it took. It took. I said I got there an hour and a half, an hour to an hour and a half beforehand. It took an hour. Uh, maybe it was 35, so 40 minutes. I have a suggestion for those people who don't have you a parking, <laughs> parking at uh, at games. So you. Take the train. They have a new train stations uh, that are up at Inglewood, and then you take the shuttle from the train uh, to uh, SoFi. It's and then you get on so much less expensive, yep. and you can avoid. Is that avoid, what you're doing? Uh, if I if I didn't have to work, right. uh, That's what I would do. And that's then you what get I'm an electric to scooter <laughs> for for a, a mile and a half. Scooter, a lime. No, you didn't. And then you I go find Polly. Polly is there. He'll take you down. <laughs> These are very simple things, and they're very easy things. It's what I do for Dodger games. It's it's how you know people who you know want to be a little creative do it. I you you you. 
are 100 percent <laughs> right you are far more economical in this regard than i i need my car nearby I, yep. it's, yeah. it's a weird la native thing like no, i'm I get sure it. if you grew up I'm in chicago you, or new york or someplace that that had more of a, a traditional uh, public transit public system transit, yeah. i i if That's i actually organized if i don't have a car within a 10 minute walk i start mm-hmm. to freak out like how am i gonna get home and there's 87 options to get me home but i like my car on my terms can't to breathe. do it totally agreed and i'm the one that's complaining to you about walking to the gym because of greenhouse gases I'm, I'm, I'm ten thousand times worse. Two blocks away, three blocks away. I, like I gotta to go make it, that you know, happen. I like to make sure that it's here. you're gonna be around for the next segment, Berg. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not after that question that you had for me. I didn't have much else to do right now, but fine. You know what this was? Yeah, Clearly, yeah, you know what you know what that was. That is that was a subtle hint. That was Susan. That is, that's not a subtle hint, Emily. That is a hint of get the hell out of here. That was Susan at one of those dinners where everybody's telling her, yeah. "Well, it was good to see you, Greg." <laughs> Come by any time, Greg. Just, you know. Anytime you want, whenever you're bored. They start cleaning up the dishes and everything else. And Susan's like, hey, let's let's open another bottle of wine. Slee, hand to God. We were at somebody's house one night and they broke out the vacuum. Oh, that, that's just saying <laughs> go away. Hand to God. Like they brought out the vacuum. And I'm like, Susan, do you not see the vacuum cleaner? She comes out with her pajamas and she's got like face cream on. She's doing everything they're, she does before she goes to bed. Their kids were young. They're, they're like seven or eight. Our kids were at the, roughly the same age. We made friends through the kids like you do at this point in your life. And the kids are like coming out like, why is the vacuum on? They're asleep. They're eight years old. And somebody's, it's like, well, we're trying to get rid of this crazy lady from the won't leave the dinner party where everybody else else left two hours ago and she's still like Susan's awesome so what else are you guys doing it's like they're trying to go to bed it's 1 30 in the morning and they got seven year olds oh that's so good the vacuum don't uh, change Susan do not change it was, and you don't say anything to her like honey he does he tries to give her a hint do I look like the sort of guy that would say nothing <laughs> no not <in> <laughs> yeah, like the vacuum is going I, I gotta I'm go tr- I'm trying very hard to make sure that my marital life remains peaceful but at the same time I don't want these people to hate my guts because I really like them oh, right right that's good. we haven't oh. been invited back a million times since then it's, we've gone I back why. but not as often as we used like, to like oh god if we invite them we're gonna have to get the vacuum out again alright back to the lake uh, coming back from a huge deficit, taking a big lead, and then losing anyway. There's That was a weird, fun, exciting, exhilarating, deeply disappointing game. All of those things last night. That's next. It's Travis Lee. I'm leaving. And Bergman. 710 ESPN. Take over, M. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm laying out for Emily I'm to come dead. in and go harmonize. Ahead. Take over. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know this one as well, sorry. But where do broken hearts go? That was better than the first time. That was better than the... Uh, She's getting more confident in it. Yeah. She's more- you got to belt it out to the back row, Slee. <laughs> Even if you're not feeling it, you got to sell it, right? Yeah. That's how it goes. See, it's good. We had Adele for seven years. Now it's mixing a little Whitney. I don't like that he gave you what you wanted so quickly. You, you should have had we do Lauren Hill next. <laughs> just like, just requesting... Requesting music. The, the, the reason that you got your uh, Whitney as opposed to your Adele was because the late that was. A, I can, know. can it be all of the things that I said towards the end of last? Can it be disappointing, exhilarating, incredibly fun, exciting, nerve wracking, and just ultimately and disappointing again? Just incredibly yeah. a downer at the end of the night. Yeah. The, the Laker Celtic game last night was all of those things. Yeah, that was that was uh, not going to lie. It's kind of crushing. Um, the Celtics have the best record. Loss. Celtics have the best record in the NBA. And the way that, you know, you were talking about in the third quarter, Lakers are down 20. I did the halftime report. I go down to the media room, grabbing some water. This, I look up. like Uncrustable? No. I don't think they had. No, they definitely didn't have them yesterday. Did not do ice cream either. I kind of went healthy yesterday, I got to be honest. Right. Just once every three weeks. <laughs> um, but I, I, I get down there. You look up at the TV. And it's like, they're down 20. You know, I'm talking to Jim Hill for a quick second, and Jim is saying, you know, talking about this. Did I he ask about me? The whole time, that's all we talked about was you. <laughs> he kept asking, man. Everybody. Love Jim. Everybody. Um, and then I, I go back to, you know, obviously to my seat, and I think the game was, Stat Muse had a stat here. It was like, Trav, it was like 41-9 to 9 or something like that. Lakers go on a run. And the place is rocking. Yeah. The place is rocking. People are having a good time. And you and I have talked about this. There's certain fan bases. Celtic fans are going to come out. They got one game. Of, one, sure. I think uh, Ben Affleck was out there. You know, you're know, you going to have Boston people that are there. So it's a fun game. Is J-Lo there? J-Lo, I did not see J-Lo. Yeah. I, I would have told you if I saw, <laughs> okay, if I saw that, J-Lo. That's true. Good point. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, that 41-9, to whatever run that they went on, you think the game is over, 340-something left, you're up 13 and then the place, as it should be, now all of a sudden it's like 13 goes to 10. 10 goes to 8. Another turnover goes to 6. Now you're down 5. Marcus Smart hits a 3, it's 2. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And just this kind of this wave that the Lakers had no control over. Um, I mentioned this to start the show. I mentioned in the postgame show. Uh, I know that the Lakers could have done more. Execution this, execution that. I really, really do look at Anthony Davis as by far, not by far, Anthony Davis is the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. Okay? He's the best player on the Los Angeles yes. Lakers. He's the best defensive player. He's the I, best I offensive player. I think he might player. have been closer the first time we said by He's clearly, maybe instead of by far, he's clearly the best player. Is that a fair way to say it? Yes. AD is the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. He shoots 83% from the free throw line. I, I think it stings even more because against Philly, he was 13 for 13 at the free throw line. Trav, listen to this. 13 for 13 at, at yeah. the free throw line. Ball in his hand. It's basically ball game fit the free throw. He misses it. Yesterday, he's got 28 seconds. Lakers up two. Goes to the free throw line. Misses two in a row. Tatum ties it. Overtime. Lakers looked gassed. There are a lot of things going on in that. And I think that, the look, 
I still don't think that you make a Big trade. I think if you want to nibble around the edges, I'm okay with that. But I think you got to be really careful about going in because here, here's here's why they lost the game. To your point, they made this. They, they were down 20, and next you turn around, they're up 13. It was like, wait, what? What just happened? And they were flying. Russ is getting run out dunks. LeBron's getting hammered. It was it was just mm-hmm. place was rocking. And you you obviously were there. I'm just watching it on TV. But even sitting in your living room, you're like, yeah, this is pretty awesome. They're just they're putting on a show, and they're kicking the ass of a really good team and this is great but the thing that is going to be their achilles heel all season long started to show up you can't ask lebron james and anthony davis to To play that long that well because eventually there's going to be a hiccup lebron's shot stopped falling Anthony Davis missed some free throws. They both played over 40 minutes. They were out of gas. The, the, the last, I don't know how many possessions, it felt like a million. It was probably three or four. Um, where they didn't run anything? Where they, the, LeBron's just dribbling out the shot clock and then taking up a terrible three-point shot. That's It was prevent offense. It was, look, All the only thing we're trying to get accomplished here is to burn 23 seconds off the clock before mm-hmm. we launch a shot. That's it. We're not running a play. We're not giving it to our best player. All of these things are happening. That will happen, over, especially against good teams. I think the Lakers only played five guys almost the entire second half, right? Really? They played virtually the entire— It was entire- Troy Brown Jr., Austin Reeves, uh, Russ LeBron, and AD had a stretch that was— And the Celtics, I believe, during that same stretch, played eight or nine yeah, guys. Yeah, you're right. right? No, so they did. It's, it's, they're going to be—they're Tatums and Browns and Smarts and all these guys. They're going to be a little bit fresher at the end of the line. They're also not in their 20th season. Mm-hmm. They're also not a guy that's been dealing with injuries for the last two-plus seasons nonstop. And it just caught up to him. I thought Darvin Ham did a bad job in overtime and not stopping the bleeding and saying, guys, we got to go to AD. He's only touched the ball once. I think that was a mistake on his part. Even the final 340 or whatever that was. 342, yeah. It felt like they had opportunities to hit the reset button. They really never took it. I'm okay with him playing his guys because what other options does he have? But I think this is going to be kind of the way it goes against those better teams because the Lakers just don't have enough horsepower. And the horsepower they do have, they're asking so much from that that question about do you make a deal if you want to win a game like that last night, you have to. Because these guys cannot get you across the finish line over and over and over. Occasionally, yes. But every single time you get in a tight game, okay, I need 43 minutes out of you. It's an unreasonable ask from these guys. You got to get them some help, or you got to just say, this is going to be what it is. One or the other. I, I want to um, I want to play something from Braun here in just a second, okay? So, I, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Before the Lakers went on that six-game road trip, you said, yes, of course, you know, you want to win games. Nobody's saying don't win games. Sure. But you said, how do you look in these games was equally as important to whether you won the game or you lost the game. And I want to know if you still feel the same way. Because they had a game against the Sixers that you could make an argument that they could have won. Sure. You had the game last night, you could make an argument, they could have won. Should have won, could have won, whatever the case is, right? There's a couple others, too. You know, the Pacers game, but that's a, that's an easy one. Portland. Portland was another one, up seven with two minutes left to go. I'm under the belief that if you don't start your season two and ten, it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. You could say you're not having to make up so much ground because of how much ground that you lost starting two and ten. If the Celtics lost yesterday, is the world going to end for them? No, they still have the best record in the NBA or second best record. If the Nuggets lost a tough game, now nah, they're six, seven games over 500, now it's big of a deal. The Lakers started the season out two and ten. 
all these losses that they've had since, even though they're playing better basketball, even you could make the argument, yeah, but they're hanging with Philly on the road. Yeah, they're hanging with the Boston Celtics who have the best record in the NBA. He was asked, and we'll play it here in just a second. I, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Do you feel still feel the same way? Or when you're 11 and 16, my opinion, you got to start cashing in some of these games. LeBron agrees with you. How do these almosts, like the almost in Philadelphia, the almost tonight, what does that say big picture about this team? Does it say that you guys are moving Nothing. in the right direction? That we lost. You're talking to the wrong guy, talking about an almost win. Does it change your no, long-term lost. view of this team? No. We lost. I would expect him to say nothing else than that. LeBron's yep. been in the league way too long, won mm-hmm. way too many games, too many MVPs, titles, everything else. LeBron's not in this for moral victories. He's in this to win games and win championships. Full stop. That's what he's here for, right? Score points. Get Kareem. That's what he's here for. Um, I still feel the way that I feel. I still think that seeing what we saw last night is a good data point for, you know what, this team might be better than anybody thought it was going to be. That even a team that's severely limited in talent beyond your very top-line guys, that once you get past two or three guys... You have no idea what you're going to get You have every no night. idea mm-hmm. what you're going to get. It's better than I thought, so the idea of... Adding to it, I think last night, even though it's a loss, tells you, yeah, it may be worthwhile to try and buttress some of these top-level talents with some mid-level talent. That that may be something to consider. Not for the rest of the year. What's today? Today is December 14th. So you're getting to the new year. I think that there is a time coming in the not-super-distant future where the, hey, we're playing better basketball, we're on to something here, doesn't hold a lot of water. I'm not there yet. I, I think that... Another week or two, you got to start. It, it's about whether you win or lose. Whether you win by one against a bad team or you win by 20 against a good team, it's one win. So from that from that perspective, 30 days ago, I would never hear you saying, "No, hey, maybe you should go make your— Al, I thought this team was trash. You're a small move away from just getting a little bit better, right? You don't have to go give up two draft picks, this and that. That in those 30 days, um, you know, obviously that's your perspective that you're coming from. I, I feel like I've passed that, and I'm at the AD go in the game. Game's over. Yeah. Um, this is another opportunity. you got to go in that it. game. Because you're not going to get those back, right? No. Like, that's well, it. Look, those are going to be gone in that schedule. They, it's not like it's— They've played better basketball for a month. They're still five games under 500. They're still in 12th place. That All of these things—well, we, we beat the Bucks. Okay, cool. Yeah. We almost beat the Sixers. Yeah, but you didn't. We almost beat the— uh, yeah, but you didn't. You're still five games under 500. You are still outside of the play-in range. You still have to crawl over another team. Now, the teams that are ahead of you and the teams that are behind you are probably this is these are the teams you're going to compete against, right? You've got Sacramento, who's getting closer to 500. What are they now? 14 and 12. Okay, what's going but on over there, Taylor? This is these are the teams you're competing with. So yeah. if I'm competing with 14 and 12 Sacramento, 16 and 14 Utah, 14 and 13 Dallas, am I better than Dallas? I don't know. Right now, no. If I had a guy, maybe. But am I better than the Warriors? Am I better than the Suns? Am I better than the 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 Grizz? Am I better than the Pelicans are right now? I think the Pelicans will come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. But there's four teams. I'm still in the bottom half of the playoff teams. Do I want to mortgage my feet do i want to fix the car that's leaking oil needs tires needs brakes needs a new transmission my car and, and emily i have emily's car do i fix these things or do i say you know what i'm gonna drive this car until it explodes and i'm gonna buy a new car maybe a couple of years from now but then i'll buy a new car that's what you're trying to figure out what we could very easily see 
is Russ is still on the roster. Yeah. And they make moves with the Patrick yeah. Beverleys of the world, the Kendrick Nuns of the world. They give up either one of those picks, but there's some um, there's some restrictions to it, or they give up a couple second rounders and they're able to bring in a guy that can help. I like that more. I, I like that plan more because a month ago, to me, I'm just mm-hmm. talking about me, to a month ago, it's like, dude, don't touch a thing. Let this thing die on the vine and move on to the next thing. Now it's, eh, let's let's be careful about what you sure. send out. But I'm more open to the idea of tinkering with it than I was a month ago. But the idea of moving Russ out for two first round, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Don't go from 12th, where you are now, to being 8th. That seems like a really bad plan to me, and that's what that feels like. But if you can go from 12th to 8th, yeah. nibbling around the edges, yeah. sure, let's do that. Last night was rough. Yeah, it was rough. It felt like a run out. When Russ got that Freaking dunk Freaking <laughs> yeah, it's Graham's fault. When he got that dunk, I'm like, yeah, this is over. I could turn this off and roll over, go to bed. I could go up, I, I, go brush my – this game's over. And it's like, yeah, stick around a little bit longer. And then, Wait, wait, what? Why, I think, why I, are they taking those shots? I think I figured out why I'm blaming it on Graham. I think it just usually because, gets blamed yeah, on usually you. Usually it's on me. So <laughs> I'm just – I found one small opportunity. Yeah. Well, yesterday he goes you – know, that he said that's the second game that he went to. I'm like, cool, what was the first game? He said Indiana. I'm I, like, I got him. I don't want to be patronizing when I tell you this because I don't look at you as less than, but I'm very proud of what just happened. You just learned a very important part of doing a talk show. Freaking got him. Blame someone else. <laughs> this is this is talk show host 101. Blame someone else. Uh, Whatever something goes wrong. Not my fault. You. You did it. I'm very happy that you Wasn't even working that out. day. <laughs> they just cram. That's just nobody. Traffic, cram. <laughs> Stub your toe on the coffee table in the middle of the night. Gram it. Babe. <laughs> what, what did he do to me now? We want him to come in here and defend himself. No. Babe, babe, I was going to call you. Here's what happened. Graham. Stupid Graham got in my way. <laughs> Love you, Graham. Just keep using that. Just there you go. I'm, I feel like you feel like you discovered something today. I'm very, very happy about this. Baseball teams are drunk and handing out money. Get in line like Carlos Correa. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. See, Welcome Back, Slee, originally comes from a TV show from the 70s called Welcome mm. Back, Cotter, and then they remixed it into whatever this is. I don't know. Taylor, help me out here. What's this? This is Mace. Mace. Not our Mace. Different Mace. Mace. Uh... When he's on vacation. <laughs> Is this he what he's working tracks. on right now? I just I, I know that you don't like it when you find out the thing, but I also feel a little bit responsible to make sure that you know the history of things. No, I don't like the song. <laughs> no, Actually, that like song's got a good way. vibe to it. So are you gonna blame um this on Graham? This is a, a Twitter, a tweet I should say, from Bill Russ, who says, I'm an Amazon delivery driver and I can't find the package. Thanks, Graham. So I think we've got our guy. Graham is in here with us. Graham is uh, one of our uh, guys here at 710 yep. uh, on Tommy's team. And you basically cracked the code that Graham yeah. is the, um, well, let me tell the, the story. cooler for the Lakers. Let me tell the story. First, Graham, thank you for coming in here, buddy. Yeah, of course. It's been we'll a see. long time, no see. It's been about 12 hours since Graham and I saw each other. <laughs> Tough night. Uh, post-game show, just you know, back there, Trav, just minding my own business. I'm a man that pays my taxes with an extension. I ten two on the wheel, right? Just trying to do what I do for my job. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, Graham says, yeah, um, it's the second game that you've been to, correct? Second game <laughs> Actually, this year. Actually, it was my third. Okay. And okay, wait. Oh, and three. all right. <laughs> Graham. Even better. <laughs> Emily, we're going right into it. Even better. Okay. He's been to, from what I understand, he was at the Celtics game yesterday where Lakers were up 13 with three and a half minutes to go. It's not funny, Taylor. I, he's a smirk just enjoying Lakers losing, okay? That's not even a smirk. That's like a full-blown euphoric <laughs> smile. <laughs> well, Graham going to a game this year. I mean, there's a lot of chances he's going to see a loss. Come okay. on. Nah, <laughs> Taylor's going to say, hey, there Graham, you want to come to the uh, Kings game? I'll buy you a couple beers. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> okay. Indiana Pacers, you're at that game where Lakers are up. I think it was 17 with nine and a half left to go. You're there. What's the third game that you were at? Third, it was Lakers versus the Jazz. Um, oh, I that's feel a like, blowout. Yeah. Kelly yeah, Olenek was, turned into like prime Moses. He was Akeem. <laughs> Crazy. He was Akeem. Yeah. Did you leave so, early? So, uh, no, Graham, get a little closer the to the mic for me. There you go. Okay, Graham, here's my question then. What does Tommy and Carlo, what's the team have you working next? <laughs> what do you have next coming up? Do you know what, uh, what games you're working? They may fire me at this point. <laughs> do, you, do you know what the schedule is that you're working next? Are you working the... The Nuggets game coming up, or Charlotte, I think, after that. You work in any of those games? The Nuggets you should come to. They're probably going to lose that one anyway. You don't want them coming near Charlotte. (laughs) I'll tell you this, though. I was supposed to work the Raider game last week. I'm happy I didn't show up. (laughs) What other Rams games have you been to? Uh, I went to Rams-Cardinals. Loss. Yeah. Plus the Cooper Cup injury, which... Oh, great. Yeah. Stay away from Dodger Stadium, Graham. I got got a parking ticket earlier this month. That's on YouTube. I apologize, man. This is all on Graham. (laughs) And then... uh, Putting everything towards Graham. Yeah, it was at Rams-Seahawks as well, where uh, Geno Smith had that Joe Montana like drive at the end where... (laughs) I mean, I was like, what am I seeing? Okay, you're a student at SC. I am, yeah. Okay, um, you didn't go to the Pac-12 championship game, did you? Okay, here's the weird thing. <laughs> I've been... Were you in Vegas? <laughs> no, so I've been to all the home games this year for SC. Okay. They won all of them. Um, 
I did not go to both Utah games though, so I think it's kind of like a All reverse. Right. So you have you have here. immunity. You have like something you know, like when you get a disease yeah. and you're um, you're inoculated against the thing that gave you the disease. Antibodies. Maybe you're safe. Antibodies. Thank you, Emily. That's far well. That better. doesn't help us because so, I'm not living and breathing off got, SC. I'm living and breathing off the Lakers. He's got SC antibodies, but he's going to sink the Lakers. He's going to sink the. Rams. I think it has to do with all the teams Sleela likes. Do, I guess. Do you have a baseball might team? Be right. Uh, Dodgers. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know about that. I gotta start going to more Padre games. Go to, I guess nope. go to the Padres. Good. Go to uh, the Angels. Good. Just stay away from Dodgers. I'm the one that has to stay away from Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's right. You were over for the one. wrong reasons. You were over one. Do you, have, would you like to defend yourself in any meaningful way? I mean, the one thing I will say. I mean, it's not like they're. It's not like we're talking about the '95 Bulls here. You know, it's, ah. they have. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, Slee turned off his mic. Go ahead, Grant. No, we can turn the that back guy on out of here. Yeah. I mean, he's it's not. It's just a button. He's not, not. You he's, can turn the button back. He's on. not wrong. It's not the. <laughs> it's not the '96. It wasn't Shaq and Kobe out there last night. I <laughs> no, mean, it wasn't. Um, it was a 16-point lead, or no, a 13-point lead after a 20-point deficit, and it was a 17-point lead against the Pacers. I mean, that, I'll tell that, that, that I don't have. Much right, you for. get, you get when you find out what game you're working next. Can you let us know, please? Yeah, of just course. keep us posted on that. Let me We'd know which know. way you're taking to the arena or the stadium too. I'd like to stay <laughs> off those freeways. <laughs> I'd like to. One ten is closed. <laughs> go, go wherever. Look, if I, I'll go any. I'll take the train. I'll ride a bike, with a lime scooter, whatever it takes. I just want to stay away from it. Thanks, Graham. Ah, uh, brother. Appreciate it. All right. So if you play shortstop in the major leagues, you get a 25-year deal for $6 trillion. That's the new metric in Major League Baseball. Carlos Correa, Slee, mm-hmm. a 13-year deal. Carlos Correa is 28 right now. He's a fantastic player. I look, I hate him, and I hope he never gets another hit, but he's a really good baseball player, okay. and he's going to make the Giants better. But not 13 years from now, he's not. They what's the deal in baseball al that we always go oh my god that was just a dis-. from the moment it was signed like that's a really bad deal pools oh yeah, yeah right yeah, the, the yeah. pools was still a really good player yeah. in st louis but it had already started to tip right it, and then he was okay for a few years with the angels and then the angels had about six or seven years where he was dead weight this is what the the uh, Bogart deal is going to look like. Okay. This is what the uh, Correa deal is going to look like. All of these crazy long-term deals. The only one that I feel kind of good with because he's such a freak athlete is Trey Turner. Trey Turner, you could put him at second base. You could put him at first base. You could put him somewhere in a corner outfield or right left field or something. He can make his way through that. What is what, what is Xander Bogart's going to look like 10 years from now? Nothing good. Eight years from now, six years from now. So part part of, and this is not to justify, because there, I, I don't think there's a justification on this. I think part of the reason why they think that twenty four million a year in seven or eight years, with these player contracts only increasing annually sure. and everything else, the revenue that's coming in, other revenue streams. I'm assuming they're banking on that $24 million a year in seven, eight years won't feel like $24 million a year today. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that's the right strategy. I, I think it's part of the equation, though. But I think it, it is some of it. Um, I, I don't know really how to... You know, the Dodgers have been in an interesting spot. If, if, I, if I told you right now the Dodgers, the season is going to start today, and the lineup of Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Gavin Lux... I'm assuming Vargas is going to get opportunities as well. Him, maybe, maybe Alvin not. Bush. Um, Mookie Betts, 
who's going to be at center, I'm not sure, Chris Taylor. And you go with that rotation that you're looking at. Compared to what some of these other teams in the NL West or the Phillies grabbing um, grabbing Trey Turner, how how do you view the Dodgers right now? They're still going to win how many games? 90-plus? Yeah, that feels about right. I think so. I, I don't think they'll win 100 with what they have right now because for two reasons. One, they're not as good as they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. And two, their competition has gotten better. So, so those two things happen simultaneously. But if they win 90 games, that's 11 fewer games. Or no, that's 21 fewer games than they won last year. But they'd still win 90 games. They could oh, yeah, be 21 games worse. They would be basically, the Padres, I think, won 89. Yeah, they, 87 or 89, somewhere be somewhere like that. in that mix. I'd be really surprised if they don't do it. I have exactly one complaint with the Dodgers. Okay. One, what are you guys doing in the postseason? That's it. I don't have a roster complaint. I don't have an evaluation complaint. I don't have a financial complaint. I don't have a development complaint. Sure. I don't have a aggressiveness complaint. That if this is what they think they should do, I'm here for it. I'll I'll stamp it right now as a hundred percent for it. It's weird that they're kind of sitting it all out. It's odd, but that Bogart deal is a terrible deal. Mm-hmm. That Correa deal is a terrible deal. That the Dodgers are saying we're not doing that. I think speaks to how smart they are. They'll figure it out. They'll find a Muncie, a Taylor, a Justin Turner. Not that they're easy to find, but they've proven that they can find those guys. They'll find a Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney. They'll draft a Tony Gonsolin. They'll have they'll find their guys because they've proven they can find their guys. It's really odd that everyone else is going nuts and the team with the most money is like, yeah, we're good. It, it's super peculiar, but they've earned the benefit of the doubt in my mind. So it's funny when you explain it that way because where I think it's fair to say that if the Dodgers were here and everybody else was here, Dodgers lost some players. Sure. Trey Turner's a big piece, so they came down a little bit. Other teams went added players, they came up a little bit. Yep. But really everybody, what they're trying to do is just catch up to the Dodgers. I can't argue with give them the benefit of the doubt, but when you say something's brewing, something's happening, something's so. going on, I also, you know, the Dodgers have, they've created this in your mind. No, no, no. They're the ones that go out and sign that Freddie Freeman, or they they go out and make the trade that not just includes Max Scherzer, but it's Trey Turner. They went out and got Trevor Bauer, like it or not, but they did, and he was obviously a big-time free agent at the time. They yep. went and traded for Mookie Betts. Yep. They've done all these and moves. took on a bunch of crazy payroll to do it. David Price, where they have to pay half yep. of whatever was owed. Um, and the fact that nothing has happened is the weirdest thing. It is. Because they don't do nothing. They typically do, but you know what? I'm I'm okay. I, a, this isn't the team they're going to open spring training with. B, even if it was, they'll add players during the way. At some and they'll point, still win. We just said they'll still, they'll, they're going to make the playoffs with this roster. I feel remarkably comfortable that somebody in the group of Vargas, Outman, Bush, Cartaya, one of those guys is going to be, oh, yeah, he's really good. So you've got that guy. They'll make moves at the deadline because they always typically make a move at the deadline. I'm not worried about it. Do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? That there is also something about when you're bringing up your own guys and they're getting opportunities to play. You know how you were talking about, give me something fresh, some excitement? Fans like that. You know, I, I I'm not telling you that they want your roster Fans to be like, like that. They like winning, yeah. but they also like their own young player. Hey, this guy has they some like major winning. opportunity. If if they look, if you can develop your own Clayton Kershaw, it's a little different than if you go and. But they already got all the other pieces. That, that's what I mean. So yeah. what, my point is that it's not like you have a. It's not D'Angelo Russell and this and that where all you have is young pieces. 
you have big time players I, on top of it. I love that they're letting these other teams spend money like this and they're just they're going, okay, you guys go do your thing. We'll we'll shop over here for the time being. I do think that they're going to jump back in in a different way. They'll spend way. their money at some they, point. They absolutely will, but they're not going to spend it. They're not going to go buy the car because they didn't get the house. They're not doing that. They don't How about do that. Story? that. The hell? It's a very expensive <laughs> car. A, and it's, a month later, I can't believe I bought that. I don't even need it. I don't even like it. It was, it was not a good move. You know what he said? It's Graham's fault. <laughs> well, that and well, I'll just take Carlos Correa for 13 years. He had a Carlos Correa in his driveway. A month after the fact that he didn't get the uh, Trey Turner deal done. That's what it was. The dump. Super Crosstalk. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's start with this. This is going to, Laker fans, I'm very sorry that you're going to have to listen to this. I know that this is still, even 11 years after the fact, an incredibly sore subject among Laker fans. It was on this day, December 14th, 2011, that Chris Paul was traded from the Hornets to the Clippers. That was just a handful of days after the trade that would have sent him to the Lakers that was vetoed by Commissioner David Stern for Slee basketball reasons yeah, that, that was cool That still just is a knife in the heart of laker fans can i tell you that i think of i think of all the kind of moments in the nba moments in NBA, big time moments huge free agent signings big time trades where you're like shocked contracts that went down yeah i actually do believe that the chris paul moment that's a really big moment in nba history do you know of a time where so the commissioner is jumping in and stopping a trade. Remember, they had just the they had the lockout, and this was just coming off of the lockout. And the whole idea and the concept of the lockout was the advantage that big markets have. Yeah, that it's not fair the way it's all going down. And the Pelicans go make a trade when the Pelicans didn't have an owner at the time. So they it was didn't like have. it was this it was in between, right? Yep. It was this weird timing of it all where David Stern was actually kind of running the Hornets. So the GM had full authority to do everything. Not apparently not. But <laughs> I guess at least the way David Stern put it, he would the the league would have final approval because off. there wasn't anybody there. Yeah, it but was a weird. If deal. you're the Lakers, you're giving yeah. up Lamar Odom, you're giving up Paul Gasol. I mean, you think Chris Paul and Kobe are enough to win championships? Well, is that they had With OKC, the Spurs, Dwight the Howard? Wasn't Dwight Howard coming? Not yet. I'm trying to trying to think here. Um, I think you take your chances with Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant. Absolutely, no question about it. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was. If the Lakers were giving up whatever they were giving up, like the way you just described it would approve the trade. Can I be devil's advocate for a second? And yeah. and, and this doesn't hit me the way that it, I think it hits you. 
I, I don't know. Chris Paul is a Hall of Fame player. Chris Paul's been in the league a long time. Yeah, he, he's ball dominant. Kobe's ball he, dominant. He's, he's been in the league a long time. He's been in the finals once with a really good team. The, yeah. the, this idea that Chris Paul is the piece. The why? Why do we think that? I, I'll tell you why. I think that Chris Paul at his absolute best, his peak. Yeah, and he was not going to be anywhere near the best player on your team because Kobe was there. He's never really been. Even Chris Paul in the Clipper days, Blake Griffin's a was a really athletic, good player. Uh, DeAndre Jordan was a nice, hey, I just yeah. lob the ball up and you get it. Yeah. But the difference between what Kobe was in his prime, I, between what Chris Paul I, and Chris I, Paul I was the second you. best player. I hear you on that, but I just, the Chris Paul's one I, I get guys it. that's no, like, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's, can I give you an example yeah. of what it is? Is when I say, hey, look at the Clippers on paper. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, I've been looking yeah, at them on just, paper. It's one of those things. I get it. He's terrific. He's going to the Hall of Fame. All, all of those things. I'm not yeah. saying he's not good, but this idea that well, if you get him, it's over. Are we sure? I, I just say it's he doesn't, never he doesn't over. Feel but like that. So you, for instance, you get LeBron James, you get Giannis, you get Kobe, you get Shaq, you get there. Are, there are guys like oh yeah, we got that. Get ready. That was more of a. This could be interesting. It, they'll, they'll be good, but. It just didn't feel like the slam dunk that a lot of Laker fans felt. Eventually like. ended up with Steve Nash, and then Nash got injured right out the gate, out. and that just that, But that's happened. another one of those. I think at the time, he was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Remember the cover of Sports Illustrated with the four of those Nash, guys on it? Powell, Dwight, and, and Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, it was, and it was a complete bust. Why? What happened? I thought they were fine. They got swept in the first <laughs> you round. You never, okay. ever know how it's going to go. All right. Um, a study by Market Force asked 5,000 North American consumers about their fav- or about their fast food habits and found that McDonald's um, customers had the least loyal customers, um, while Chick-fil-A had the most loyalty, followed very closely by In-N-Out at number two. That sounds about right to me. I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. Chick-fil-A people are out of their minds. In and out people are out of their minds. Okay, but am I am I wrong on this? McDonald's I feel like has loyalty. No. I like McDonald's. You can come and go. People get it. It's like it's like a second choice. Yeah, but that I, I thought I thought a come and go is like a jack in the box Wendy's That's like McDonald's places that are Arby's, no, close places that are close by. I eat McDonald's. I like McDonald's. Okay, yeah. so I'm saying this as a McDonald's customer. It's always a it's always a choice of convenience. The in and out, no question about it. And yeah. I think actually the Chick Fil A, there's people very passionate about Chick Fil A. McDonald's is a choice of convenience, whereas In and Out is a choice. I want In and Out. I'm going to get a double double. Mm. McDonald's. Is, I'm starving. Oh, there's a McDonald's. I like McDonald's. Yeah. I'll have that. In and Out. I think people dress up for it. Like they're like, I'm going to go put on a nice shirt. You dress up to go to In and Out? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's how people are. That's how passionate they are about In and Out. You. <laughs> Like, like when I go you to do feel like you're making a better choice. I feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to In-N-Out. Yes. But if I go to McDonald's, I'm like, eh, you yeah. McDonald's for lunch. In-N-Out. So I kind of have to like make an excuse for I it. I tell my girl, get your hair done. We're, we're going to we're going to <laughs> In-N-Out. In-N-Out is intentional. No, I'm I'm McDonald's. Just a little, is... I, just, I just don't hate myself quite as much. Right. Well, it's better. <laughs> it's terrific. Who doesn't like it? little super cross talk. Very quick World Cup update. France is into the final against Argentina. They beat Morocco two to nothing in the oh, other semifinal. These are our picks. Today. Emily's who picks. Who did who did France beat four years ago in the final? Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. So it's yeah. it, it's like almost a repeat of what we did the last time, right? Argentina was in the final eight years ago against Germany, right? I will take your word on that. I yeah, Germany know. trounced. Yeah, them. that's right. Okay. That was the Messi versus the machine. Oh, and Ger- well, that, and that's the year Germany up. beat Brazil, Brazil 7-1 yeah. and, in the and, semis. And then Germany had that team that was just, and then Germany just rolled Argentina and beat them. Maybe that's what I was thinking when I picked Germany in our little uh, 7 pool to go to the to win the World Cup. They were 
didn't even get out of pool. Does play. anyone have France or Argentina? Argentina. France, Argentina. Nice. I uh, somebody on our team has got to have on our show has got to have France. I had I had Brazil. I had England. They were a big letdown. What do we know? What do we know? All right, you ready? We, we for really a... don't know. Yeah, someone chose USA, so I'm like, okay. That seems like a somebody ag- did. Aggressive pick. Yeah, I saw on the graphic someone chose USA. I can't remember who uh, it was. That's but very I saw it Vic there. the Brick picking <laughs> U- picking USA. We were working with Vic back in the day, and Vic's just a great guy. He is. But when we were working with him back in the day, he he like he couldn't physically bring himself to pick against any local team. So when USC played UCLA every year, we would. Just berate him. Who are you taking, Vic? Who are you picking? It could go either way. It could. I can see the Bruins rising up. The Trojans' strong favorite should be a great game. Who's going to win? Could go either way. He just would not do it. That's That's a really good Vic. Yeah. That's a really good Vic. Would not do it. And Michael would berate him, and I would berate him. He just wouldn't do it. When did you work with Vic? Vic, when when Mason and I were at the was at the other station, uh, Vic actually had a show oh, on yeah. right after oh, us, yeah. and right. very briefly, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, Thompson, yeah. our old boss, very yeah. briefly hired Carl Malone to be Vic's co-host. It was Whoa, like, wow. like a summer show. Am I the only one who remembers this? I, I don't, don't remember, remember that. Oh God, I wish Mason was here. He Mason and I used to laugh so hard because. Carl, Carl Malone and Vic the Brick and they did get, a show they together. they set Carl Malone up with a home studio so he didn't have to come in. <laughs> and it was two hours. And every day... This is amazing. Oh, and, and every <laughs> I day, Vic, Vic was the one and Carl was the two, but they called it the Carl Malone show. Sure. But Vic had to do all the heavy lifting. And so Vic would say, Mail! Outstanding <laughs> performance last night! <laughs> What's your thoughts? And, and Malone, who put in the absolute minimum amount of work. Mike hired two famous people back in the day and yeah. gave them shows. One was Carl Malone, yeah. and one was Terry Bradshaw. And in both cases, they completely mailed it in. Like, yeah. you could tell they flipped on the switch 30 seconds before, and they said, I'm just going to talk for three hours. You're like, Michael. How do I yeah. not remember Michael that? prepares endlessly. Michael writes notes all yeah, day. Yeah, and and like, you know. Michael came in here yesterday with a like a old notebook full of uh, oh, loose he, leaf paper yeah. that he had written the game out on him, yeah. like two-sided. Well, he's, okay. he's the best. <laughs> so I've seen Michael's notebook and I've seen the papers. It's so great. And he, has, he doesn't throw anything away no. either. So if he makes a note on something a year and a half ago, it's still in yeah. the notebook on one of those loose like, leaf yeah. I used to, yeah, stats on I've, Craig I've finally, right now. I finally <laughs> won the argument, um, but uh, Mason and Bergman used to be so defensive about Michael coming on the show because it took time away from Mason. <laughs> and, you know, Mason went, Mason loves me some sure, me. I can relate. So I go, you guys are missing this. I go, Michael's like the crazy uncle you want at every party. And Greg's like, all right, I'll give him two segments. I'm like, you don't you don't want to put limits on it. Greg's like, all right, fine. So then Greg... He won Greg over first, and and Greg's like, you know, like Greg normally always lines up with Mason because Mason will lose his mind if he doesn't. And so, you know what? It's like it's like two children. One of them like will just throw a tangent, and you're like, I just don't feel like dealing with right. that. Right, right. So, but to Greg's credit, he's like, I, I told Greg when he got this job, yeah. I go, the two things you're gonna have to manage are Mason's mood and my schedule. 
And it, it, that is to this day well, very true. Bergman pushed back when we, when you did ask Ireland earlier today. Yeah. Bergman pushed back when you said that you are happy ninety nine percent of the time. He thinks that that number is wildly Greg, what, overinflated. What, what percentage of time would you say I'm happy? I think you're not happy with me specifically, like three percent of the time. No, no, I'm oh. not happy with you ninety percent. No, right? Of the no, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. I went backwards. But yes. <laughs> so that so you can't be happy if you're not happy with me. So therefore, Arnama, in in terms 65%. of in terms of your job of, of producing the show, yeah. I'm a lot easier to manage than Mason because I oh. just don't put up any fights. And you're not a disagreement. Yeah, that's true. Person in general. Yeah, the, but but the fight, Greg. You can chip in on any of the stories. So eventually, like Michael started to make Greg laugh, and then sure. when Greg became APD, he's like, "Okay, I, I like Michael does add something when he comes in. I'm just gonna roll with it." Like Greg said, I used to fight it. Now I'm gonna roll with it. And then Michael won Greg over. The problem I love is Michael. the problem is that it was still taking time away from Mason. So Mason would complain to Bergman. What's the deal, man? Michael's taking all my airtime. I can't, you know, I don't want Michael on the show. So Greg goes, okay, I'll handle it. And then Greg finally just said, no, I'm not. I'm not putting up the fight. How did you? Put, how did you? Yeah. Uh, how did you finally I, get Mason it, to yeah. cave? I, he, I don't he, even know. It wasn't. I don't. It wasn't so much that he just he decided that he wanted to allow him onto the show again. <laughs> and he did. So it became like, oh well, Greg was the one that didn't actually want him on no, the show. No, I will. I will stand up for you here. You never felt like super strongly about not having him on the show, but no. b- but Mason did, and so Greg basically I took, took the, the fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I very took the very good way of putting it. So anyway, but so Greg, you just walked in. I do you remember Bergman, Mike Thompson, our old boss? Yeah, he had, didn't hire me. Okay, he had two shows, two guys he put in the air, and I've never seen two people mailing in. <laughs> I just thought of a third guy that mailed it in more than anybody I've ever seen, but. Um, I'm gonna need that name. Yeah, at some no, point. it's coming, yeah. and I think he would even admit it. <laughs> okay. um, but Terry Bradshaw and Carl Malone, when Mike gave him a show, Carl was so bad that he could I'm not. not he yeah. could not remember Vic's name. Oh my, oh my <laughs> so lord! Vic would would start the show. Male outstanding baseball last night at the Ravine. Well, Nick. I didn't see the game. Oh, no. But if you're a professional athlete, you shake those losses off. (laughs) And he'd go, Mel, outstanding insight. (laughs) It was just painful to listen to. Your your Vic is better than your Carl Malone. (laughs) Carl Malone. Carl Malone from Utah. Were they, all, Malone, were they all? Were they all short answers? An amazing, Carl Malone. Carl, Carl no. Malone. Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah he does. Unreal. Yeah, he to, does. To the point where he once did Carl Malone in blackface. Oh no! And he has been apologizing for it ever since. Yeah. Oh. It still exists, and I think Jimmy. I love Jimmy. I think yeah. he was successful in getting it off the internet. Oh really? Yeah. Because people came after him because he he like it just dressed, keeps resurfacing. Yeah, That's he just thing. dressed up like Malone, painted his face, and and he was like doing yeah. Malone's voice. So he's apologized for it profusely. Sure. Yeah. He, you know, different time. I'm 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 Team Jimmy. So I'm I'm okay with that, but how about that combo? But that Vic and Carl Malone, and it was sleep. It was as bad as I'm making it sound. It was, <laughs> it was worse. Worse. All right, yeah. who's the third guy? Chris Myers. Oh my oh, god. Oh yes. I've okay. Experienced that. So we were. That's true. We, okay. Chris was a great guy who's now at Fox. Yeah. You know, great. Really good sportscaster. Did up close for many many years. When the Fox Sports Radio Network first started, did he not do a show with Demarco for a period of time? I can't remember, but he he did a show with <laughs> he did a show with Steve Lyons. On the Fox Sports Radio, I don't think it ever aired in L.A. It just was, we all worked at this national network. And I am not kidding. Chris and Steve would have a race to see who could show up the closest to the start of the show. And Chris would walk in like 
five seconds before the start of the show. What's wrong with that? And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and just roll, That's and then the minute response. the show ended, gone. And it was like, those were the, those were the three. Al? You'd be here at you guys, 10 01 Did you ever do any shows? I did. I, Mike Thompson had me do late night shows, mm-hmm. like late night, like eight to 10 or something. Yeah. With Reda World Peace. Was he any good? He was okay. Well, Matt is. I mean, he was definitely And he not, does a good job yeah. CV wise. He, he I've done, gives his insights. Okay. Over the years, I've done shows with a lot of, like, quote unquote, celebrity co hosts. Yeah. Right, a couple of them that you wouldn't think would be good, good and who were great. Hmm. First one. Jeannie Buss was great. Oh, she's a preparer. Yeah. She, she well, came in ready. Honest. She brought she'll tell got you personality. Well, to well, it. She, yeah. She's calling me. She's going, hey, I, you want me to call John McEnroe? I'm like, yes. <laughs> she goes, you want me to call Phil? Yes. yes. <laughs> and she was like getting all these people. Yeah. And they would come on and she would ask them all these she great also, questions. She like, shows up really prepared. Right. Like mm. I've done interviews with, with her where a lot of times like I'm the one who's supposed to be prepared. I'm the I'm the interviewer. I'm supposed to have read everything, and when you when you show up prepared, people can tell. Sure, like you're not searching for something. What was that story you did like five years ago about? No, she you was... should have read it. When you show up with her, like she's done the preparation mm. too. Well, I think because she under like at her yeah. core, Jeannie understands entertainment. You know, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's she's had that in her life the whole time. So she know like she's she's like just because she wanted to try it, she. Took a, a spin at stand-up comedy. Yeah, and she. Was oh yeah, there's so, videos of her doing. She was. It, it, it was, in, it was, it was yeah. in Hawaii when we were over there at training camp. And how'd she, she do? Great, really she great. Good. Yeah, she took like, classes on made, it, and then made, she went made to a fun of club. herself. Well, yeah, you, you know, she. I don't have to check that she, out. Yeah, she was. She was great. Um, the other one, and in a million years, people that know him, Momo, will back me up on this. Would think, oh, this is a terrible idea. It's yeah. not going to work. John Black. The oh, former I, Laker yeah. PR director. I, I believe that. On my birthday, one yeah, year, Mason this. was off, and and Amanda said, you can work with whoever you want. Who do you want to work with? Wow. I go, I want to work with John Black. I sit next to him on the Laker plane. I think he'd be really funny. John came in. Had We didn't even talk about sports. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Like, I, he could totally he do this. Good. How long ago was that, by the way? Six, seven years ago. Okay. I got yeah. my very first on-air job. After I left Rome, I went to Houston, lived in Houston for just shy of a couple of years, and was doing my show there. And all the contacts I had were back here in L.A. So right. I was always trying to find a way to get somebody on from L.A. that would connect to Houston at one point. So I called John. Didn't I knew John didn't know John well. Yeah. And and he was- John, for people who don't know, is the former PR director of the Lakers. He was there for 30 years. Yeah. We Like, everybody in L.A. knows John. And so it was the anniversary of when Magic was um, diagnosed with HIV. Okay. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, we'd love to have somebody come on and talk about this. And he says, what? And I said, hey, would you want to do it? And he goes, sure, I'll do it. Brought him on. Amazing. Yeah. Just an amazing guest, an amazing okay. storyteller, to the point where I put him on a couple more times just looking for yeah. reasons. Does he to know put him that on. he's that he's, he's terrific? Yeah. You know why? You know why he's good? He has no filter. And he's like this way in, in real life too. Yeah. Like well, I used to make him mad and he would just kill me. He'd go, That's the stupidest effing thing you've ever done. Get, why why would you do that? Get in. And then he would like be dressing me down. And then after it was over, he would go. All right, let's go to dinner. <laughs> you know, he's like, but, but he does. But he was around everybody right. too. Like yeah, he was, was, he was adjacent to all these amazing moments, and he'll tell the stories and tell them incredibly well. Yeah, and and he was, all right. So I want to before you guys get out of here, I want to I want to circle back to something because I heard you debating the Laker game, and Momo was at the game last night. Um, 
unbelievable game. Ugh. Like, like it I, was an unbelievable game. It yeah. was like I was sitting. I with thought Toronto. it was over like four times. John, did it sure. not feel pre-COVID? Oh yeah, <laughs> the energy in there and yeah. almost playoff like with, yeah. with the crowd. It did feel almost play. And I was sitting with Sedano, and he was. We were both really tired because we've been going and going. And so I don't try to get up and leave like four times and he had to, and he had to stay. <laughs> okay. So I here's I definitely something. I think there. the media, <laughs> and I'm including all of us yeah. in this, is massively misdiagnosing what is going on with the Lakers. Okay. And you two fell into the trap, I think, and we'll see if you fall into it. All right. Trav, more than anything else, why are the Lakers losing? They don't shoot well. So what do you think? Um, and they're not deep. I was just going to say, they depth for them, I think, would be the difference of if you had another player that you can depend on night in, night out. Okay, so before I go to Momo, pull up the box score from last mm-hmm. night because I'm going to ask you something about okay. it. Ramona, okay. why, are the, why do the Lakers have a losing record? Um, I, I think um, they just need to feed Anthony Davis and play through him more. And at the end of the game, they settle for three-pointers. Okay. They, they, yeah, Ramona's, they, they the, Ramona's the only one who even mentioned it. Trav, if you and I were playing golf, you're a little better than me, so, so I would ask you for some strokes. My 4-0 record would indicate I'm a lot better than you, okay. but go ahead. Uh, but I have one tie that I'm not proud of. <laughs> um, I had to make a five-foot putt to save the tie. <laughs> sure. um, but if we agreed to three strokes, like I said, you got to yeah, give me three. That sounds right. Okay? And then we get to the course, and I say, you know what, Trav? I need 23. I don't need three. I need 23. Slee, so, how many three-pointers did the Celtics make last night? 19. How many did the Lakers make? Eight. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah, they're plus minus 33. 33. Mm-hmm. Okay? It happens almost every game. Mm-hmm. Too many threes. No, no, no. The disparity oh, in threes. Okay. All right? Wow. The Lakers can't shoot them, but more importantly, they don't defend them well. And mm. so I went to one of the assistant coaches and I said, look at this, man. You guys are digging out of a hole. It's as if if we were an NFL game, it'd be like you're taking the field down 21 down to nothing. Yeah. Wow. I go, why, why do you allow this? And they said, well, our philosophy is we're not giving up dunks and layups and easy shots at the rim. If you want to do that, you're going to run into Anthony Davis or LeBron James or somebody. We'll live with the threes. I go, you're not living by the threes. You're dying by right. the threes. Mm. So, like you, Trev, you were talking about potential moves. Any move they make, I think, has to address that specific Perimeter problem. Perimeter defense? They either have to get a lockdown defender who can take the likes mm-hmm. of Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. It was supposed to be Patrick Beverly. So far, it's not working. Or, uh, or a three-point shooter. A or a guy like Bogdanovich who shoots 40% from three that can tighten that window. If if Okay, we made eight and they made 19. Okay. Yeah. So they had 33 more points than we did. How many, the how many did line. they take and how many did the Lakers take? And they took 21 more than the Lakers. Okay, but, 19 more than the Lakers. But Slee, think about this. We almost and probably should have, should have won the won game. The game. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers are so good because of Anthony Davis and LeBron, because those guys are just awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're so good that they can put up with being a little bit but you can't spot them 33 You, you can be underwater, but not by that much. I, I would even argue the Lakers can spot the other team 10 points from the three-point line. Okay? I just thought... Or not, like, it'd have to be 9 game. or 12. Well, right. I'll give you 12. Like, let's say the Lakers make 10 threes and the other team makes, makes 14. 14. Yeah. All right? The Lakers are so good from the two-point area and so good at getting to the free-throw line that they could sustain 12. Matter of fact, last night, if they would have sustained 12, they would have won by 20. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. It happens almost every game, not just a little bit, not just a little bit. Huh. 
20 plus but, points but, but John, almost you, every game. Do you, do you see even the Celtics yesterday, which is the right thing to do? They're baiting them. Go, you want to take a three? Go ahead and take it. Right. And Lakers don't always fall into that trap. They don't. You know, Braun went 14 to 25 yesterday. That's an incredibly efficient and, stat and line. So was AD. But, so. but eight of those misses were from three. Yeah, as in there's going to be as the game progresses too. You could mm-hmm. you could tell he's got tired legs. He can't keep going to the basket every possession. That's the thing that he's forty out to me. plus minutes in the game already. Right. I think they also what, get baited into it because yeah. they can't hit threes. What I'm what I'm arguing is it never should come down to that. It should never get yeah. that far. You have to narrow that deficit mm. somehow. You either have to defend better when they're shooting them, or you have to get better at making them yourself. But you cannot. I don't think. Make a playoff run if the other team, if you're spiting the other team, twenty to thirty no. points on a nightly basis. Watch in a when game De- that's all about threes. Watch, watch when Denver comes on Friday. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same thing. And by the way, if you go and look at the games in which the Lakers have gotten hot from three and won the three point battle, they win them all because they're so good at everything else. Mm, five but they've and fifteen got to tackle that. against winning teams. They're five and fifteen against winning teams so far this year. Is is it all of that because of that disparity that you're talking about? Because it that's a big part of it, and, right. and I'm glad you laid it out. But it feels like that's a part of it. They don't have they, they're playing their guys heavy minutes like we saw again last night. All those they are don't fa- all those are well. factors. But what yeah. I'm saying, Trav, is using my golf course analogy. When we get to the course, you're yeah. giving me twenty strokes. Right. Before when the Lakers shot. take the court Friday night, you can assume Denver's going to be plus twenty. Mm. Or in the case of last night, plus thirty three, and they almost won. Yeah, they probably should have won. Ad makes either yeah, one of those free won. throws. They probably do win. Yeah, that's a couple of times in the but, last week that the but free throws. But more gone. people, more Laker fans, more Laker media need to focus on that statistic because it's a huge part of the game today. Yeah, Mason and Ireland coming up next. Momo's in for Mason. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.